It's causation and correlation. Like there is a rhyme and reason. We are the sum total of all of our experiences leading up to this moment. That means everything that's ever happened in our life informs who we are. And so if you grow up in this environment, you're not good enough. You're not strong enough. You're not capable enough. And now you're looking at your life. Why can't I show up? Well, it's actually pretty simple because you've been groomed and embedded with the notion and idea that you're not. How dare you go be successful? Pull up a seat to the table. You are listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, where we elevate successful entrepreneurs into powerful leaders doing work that really matters. After working with countless entrepreneurs, I've noticed a theme. No matter the level of success achieved, they get to this place where they're asking, now what? If you're listening to this, you get it. You're craving more impact. You want to do work that means something, and you want to be known for it, too. Somewhere along the way, it wasn't just about growing a business anymore. It became time to build your legacy. Plus, building the dream at the expense of everything else that matters, family, freedom, joy, is no dream at all. The Luminary Leadership Podcast is where industry leaders come to break through to their next level of achievement, purpose, and impact. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, and I'm here to raise up this generation of leaders, us, so we can do our part in raising up the next generation of little luminaries. Get ready as we break down all things entrepreneurial leadership in a way that isn't being talked about. We both know you don't just need another strategy. It's time for your breakthrough. Oh, and real quick, I have to tell you guys, if you haven't thought about joining Camp Luminary, first of all, we up-leveled it. It's now the very first mastermind for entrepreneurial parents and their kids. I understand what it feels like to feel guilty when you are working, like you should be with the kids, and stressed when you're with the kids because you should be working, and feeling split in two, like your identity is just cut in half. And on top of that, feeling like you're at max capacity, just stressed and spread thin and hurried. And you know that's not the life you want to live. And you know that's not what's best for your kids. But how do you get out of it? How do you raise up out of it? And then you look at your kids and you think, man, are they being influenced by their environment? Are we even connected anymore? Am I even able to influence them positively to support them to tap into who they're called to be? I see insecurities rising up. I want them to be confident and courageous. The how, right? The how. This experience at camp is literally going to have you come in to camp one way and leave as a different person, your children as different people, and as a different family with a whole new trajectory. We are designing camp and the mastermind surrounding it. So on both ends, included with camp. This is the only time we're going to do this because we are a mastermind company We have wonderful masterminds that thrive and it's our jam. So we were like, how can we make sure that camp is the most powerful thing for these families, for these children and these leaders? So we are on either side bookending it with a mastermind leading up to it and coming out of it. This is an investment in your family's future. This is an investment of your quality of life and your calling. This is an investment in your children. And guess what? The success of your business is going to directly follow the level of intention you bring into your home. And that lack of fulfillment or that stress or feeling like you have to hit that next goal and not wondering why it's not, it's just not sitting well. Like you're just, you don't feel satisfied or content or you feel like you just have to hurry into the next thing. You got to flip this thing on its head and learn what is required of you. What tools do you need to equip yourself to model leadership for your children so they can become the leaders they're called to be? Get yourself to camp. 
luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash camp. Rooms are going super fast. We're now opening it up to the public and it will fill in a heartbeat. So if this is on your heart, if you feel called to this, be there with us. We have amazing guest speakers. You won't believe the people that you're going to be sitting at picnic tables with, a lot of people whose podcasts you listen to and seeing them speak on stages. Get yourself there. Trust me, you will be happy that you did. This is not our traditional episode, but it is a gap that I think will serve you so immensely, and it's a door you may have not opened yet for yourself. Today's episode, we have on Michael Unbroken. He is an entrepreneur, a coach, a podcast host, award-winning speaker, best-selling author, advocate for adult survivors of childhood trauma, and his story is mind-bending. But on top of that, the whole purpose of having Michael on today's show was to open up the possibility, the fact that maybe as a high performer or high achiever or someone who is successful or pushing for your next levels of success, you're leading in business, you're leading at home, you're doing all the things and you know there's another level for you and you keep questioning, what does that next level look like? How do I break through to that next level of success? Am I seeking another strategy? Am I looking, maybe I need to expand my team. Maybe I need more help at home. If only my kids could be more fill in the blank. And what I want to challenge you to look at today with the help of Michael is maybe that's not your answer. Maybe it's deeper than that. Maybe there are parts of your past or your pain or your experiences or your thought processes or your mindset that are really the ceiling to your next level, to your potential. And today, Michael breaks it down with some tactical strategies and also some real-life wisdom and a story that will have you in tears while simultaneously having your jaw on the floor. An incredible speaker, someone I'm so proud to bring to you on the show, and this episode will leave a lasting impact on your growth and your potential and how you show up and serve in the world. Let's get to the show. Michael, I've been looking forward to this conversation really since we chatted on your show. So thank you for being here with me. Yeah, it's my pleasure. And thank you for having me. I was looking forward to connecting again. Yeah. So a lot of our listeners are going to really connect with today's conversation. And before we hit record here, the way I describe it is I think this is going to be a permission giving chat that we have that they glean some wisdom from. Because honestly, I think when you're leading and you're in that role of leadership in business or even leading in your family, showing up for your kids or your spouse or whatever it might be, sometimes you don't feel like you have the space or the luxury to face what's really going on because it's too painful or would take too much out of you and you've got nothing left in the tank and you got to give it all to everybody else and you cannot afford to be anything but okay. So my hope is that your story and our conversation will inspire these leaders to see that healing and facing your past or working through your traumas or focusing on what's hurting you or what's underlying that surface or what's really hard to face is all a part of the process and it will ultimately craft you into the leader you really need to be. So uh, before we dive deep into that, I'd love for our audience to get to know you better. So can you just tell us a little bit more about your story and what's led you down this path? Yeah, absolutely. And and I think you're spot on. So I'm really excited about this. Um, I'll give you the elevator pitch, right? A couple minutes here. When when I was four years old, my mother, who was a drug addict and alcoholic, um, she actually cut off my right index finger. And and people always go, well, how could your mother do that? And you always hear that old adage, 
hurt people hurt people. And it was just a continuation of the perpetuation of trauma. And when I was six, she married my stepdad, who was super abusive. He would kick the shit out of my brothers and I put me in the hospital multiple times. And, and I used to lie in bed at night and cry. And I'd be like, uh, can God spirit universe send me my real dad? And uh, he never came and I never met him. And one of the greatest things came from that is recognizing the truth about life. Nobody's coming to rescue you. And, and what's really interesting is I spent the next really four years of my life um, homeless and deeply in poverty. In fact, I lived with 30, three, zero different families as a kid, never wow. knowing where we're going to stay, never knowing where I'm going to be friends, church members, strangers, vans. It was crazy. And, and when I was 12, my grandmother adopted me, which you think, well, that's a godsend, uh, except I'm biracial, black and white. And my grandma's an old racist ass white lady from a town in Tennessee you never heard of. And so insert identity crisis. And, and really, it was crazy because we even had a copy of Mein Kampf, Hitler's autobiography on our kitchen table. And my uncle, who's in prison for life, is a part of the Aryan Brotherhood. So imagine the chaos of growing up in the hood with a racist ass grandma raising you. And so I got high for the first time when I was 12, drunk when I was 13. And by 15, I was expelled from school for selling drugs. I was breaking in houses, stealing cars, running from the cops, getting shot at, hurting people. Like my life was crazy. And I got put into this last chance program and I still did not graduate high school on time. In fact, the irony of all ironies, my business teacher is the person who failed me. So I'm, I'm at home. I'm like 18. I'm getting stoned. I'm playing video games. My girlfriend calls me. She goes, Hey, uh, you're not graduating. Your name's not on the list. So I get in my car. I drive to school. I go up to Mr. Bush's room. And I'm pissed, right? Because I'm 18. I'm a monster. And I go up to him like, why did you fail me? He goes, I didn't fail you. You failed yourself. And he told me the greatest thing that anyone has ever told me in my life to this day. He goes, if you want to get by in life, you're going to have to put in work because you can't get by in your charms and your good looks. And that meant I had to go and earn it. And the weird part is when I go to summer school that year after not graduating, getting uninvited from all the parties, all my friends ostracize me. The damn summer school teachers like, we're just going to give you your diploma. We're tired of you. And I was like, what? <laughs> what is happening right now? And so I'm sitting here, I'm looking at my life and I'm like, okay, hold on a second. Pause. What do I need to do here? And I said, I want to make $100,000 a year legally by the time that I was 21. The legal part was super important. I got family in prison for life. I've been in handcuffs a bunch of time. And as of today, my three childhood best friends have been murdered. I knew where I was going. Like I knew exactly where I was going. And so I was like, all right, cool. hundred thousand a year. So I was like, all right, what do I do? Fast food. Let's do that. That just seems like the most reasonable thing. I don't know anything else. I end up getting a job as a general manager in training at 18 years old, working for a fast food joint with 52 people under me. So as a baby, I'm learning shrink and leadership and loss and how to read a PL and do inventory and run cash flow. It was nuts. Like I just started learning all these things. And I knew that wasn't going to be my path because that's a crazy lifestyle to live. And so I did that for a couple of years. And one day to age myself, I'm on the internet chatting with my homie. We're on MySpace and he's got a Tahoe. And I'm like, dude, how the hell did you get a Tahoe? What are you, what you grew up in my neighborhood. You went to my high school. You're dumb as I am. How did you get a Tahoe? And he's like, dude, I'm working for an insurance company. And Elizabeth, my mind was blown. 
I didn't know that was possible. The only thing I'd ever seen was repossessions, buy here, pay here, our fucking bills getting turned off all the time. It was crazy. And I was like, ah, that's how I get to that hundred thousand. So I just kept learning skills and because skills have utility. And I kept writing resumes and learning how to make cover letters and interview. And for about a year, I applied to every insurance company I could. And as I was heading into 21, I landed a job with a fortune 10 company, no high school diploma, no college education, started making six figures. And then that thing happened to me that happens to people who get money for the first time and it destroyed my life. Mm -hmm. And I found myself a few years later, I'm 350 pounds, smoking two packs a day, drinking myself to sleep, $2,000 a month bar tab at the bar I live above. It's like cheers. I'm, I'm like, my life is chaotic. And I put a gun in my mouth. I was done. I was done. I was like, money was supposed to solve this and it didn't. And the next day I'm laying in bed. It's 11 o'clock in the morning. And you got to keep in mind, I'm 350 pounds. I'm smoking a joint, eating chocolate cake, (laughs) and I'm watching the CrossFit games. Like if that ain't rock bottom, I don't know what is. And for whatever reason, I went, I got and looked at myself in the bathroom mirror and I remember being eight years old and the water company had come and turned our water off. Now they were always turning off our water, turn off our electricity. We're getting evicted. Like it was not new to me. And on this particular blistering hot Indiana, August summer day, I go in the backyard, I get this little blue bucket and I walk across the street to our neighbor's house. And for the first time in my life, I stole water. And I remember being like, when I'm a grown up, this won't be my life. Now, financially, it wasn't, but it was in every other way because I was still that hurt, lost little boy because I'd done none of the work. And as I looked at myself in the mirror, realizing I had let myself down, I asked myself a question What are you willing to do to have the life that you want to have? And the answer was no excuses, just results. And almost 12 years later, here I am talking to you. Now, in this process was a tremendous amount of work, therapy, group therapy, men's group therapy, trauma therapy, CBT, EMDR, NLP, ABC, all the acronyms, right? It was getting a coach. It was going to support groups. It was reading personal development books. It was investing in myself. Today, I have over 30 trauma-informed education certifications. It was doing everything that I had to do to ultimately be the hero of my own story. And that's what led me to this moment with you. Mm. This is kind of one of those times on the show where I'm sitting and I'm like forgetting that I'm podcasting and I'm like just sitting. Okay, tell me more. What's what happens next? What's the next chapter? This is just so humbling hearing your story. So inspiring. So jaw dropping. I mean, so many elements of it, you know, like one moment I feel the tears starting to well in my eyes and the next minute I'm feeling so like I, I have a fire lit under my ass because I'm like, okay, let's do this. I can do anything. Nothing is impossible to me. But I know that there are people listening right now, and there are a couple of things that I want to note is I know people are listening and hearing your story, and that immediate thought comes into their head that often happens when we hear someone's story that is incredible and crazy like yours is, and they start to say, okay, well, my life was never that bad. I didn't walk through that kind of trauma. Like That's next level. I need to stop bitching and just like, I need, I have no reason to even complain. And I think that, and I'm curious your thoughts on this too, Michael, like 
to me, my first thought is that's going to be a limitation for these people because one, it's all relative. Just because your trauma was so big and crazy and and like from a freaking movie doesn't mean that it should minimize the the pain or the past or the things that we've walked through in ours. It's all relative. So I want to quickly remind anyone listening, it's not about comparison. It's not about whose was worse. It w- It's about what you said, which is what are you willing to have? What are you willing to do to have the life you want to have to live? And that's relevant to every single one of us. Yeah. And look, my story has nothing to do with you. Your story right. has nothing to do with me. We don't live the same lives. We, I don't live for you. I don't breathe for you. I don't love for you. I don't raise your kids. I don't lead your team. I don't do the things that you are your dreams. There's nothing to do with you. Like you, you hear that idea, like, uh, you know, comparison of the thief of joy. Comparison is stupid. Like really at its fundamental level, because like, I promise you this, the people who are struggling, like when they can figure out the truth that we live in the matrix, not literally, but maybe, I don't know. But when you understand that you can actually bend the world to you, instead of you bending yourself to the world, you will find freedom. And and that only comes honestly, I swear to God, it only comes when you remove yourself from being in inundated with the opinions of other people. Elizabeth, I can promise you, I got about 200 emails in my phone of people canceling me. I got hundreds of messages, people who are like, how dare you talk about this? You don't have a college degree. And what's your point? Right. And and that's the truth about life is there's always going to be somebody who wants to pull you down. But if you're the one pulling yourself down, you're screwed. And, and one of the things I always teach my clients, and I'll, I'll teach the audience here because I think it's incredibly important, is recognizing and understanding the truth. That This is multifaceted, so I need a minute to tell you. When we're growing up, the reality is that the traumatic experiences that we have, and statistically, 83% of people have had a traumatic childhood experience. I would argue it's probably closer to 95% when you consider non-reports in homes like mine, in which if you told that you were going to get destroyed, right? So you learn to be quiet. And so you're in this, you're in this environment where you have to do one thing, survive. The brain only serves one purpose, survival long enough for you to procreate and watch your procreations procreate. That's it. Your brain does not care about your dreams, your goals, your ambitions, color shirt you have on does not care. And so when you're growing up in this household where like mine, the most dangerous thing that I could do was have an opinion. The fastest way for me to get my head slammed into the wall was ask for something I needed. You learn to turn off. It becomes autonomic because the brain goes, oh shit, if I'm me, danger, so I will not be me, so I stay safe. And then the fucked up part about that is it serves you. There's a period of time in your life in which it makes sense for you to placate other people because if you don't, and we've all experienced this, look, and I'll tell you why, but imagine a little Elizabeth in, in seven years old in second grade and Miss Smith comes up to you and it was coloring day and you have the house and you were coloring it in the sun, you made purple. And she comes up to you and go, Elizabeth, the sun's not purple. And you get ostracized right there immediately because everybody turns and laughs and they go, ha ha, silly Elizabeth. She made the sun purple. 
And then this thing happens where the brain goes, oh, I need to adapt to this because I get embarrassed when I try to be me. So now you're facing it at two thresholds, one in your home and then one in your environment. And so you learn how to not be you. And so you spend your entire life not being you because it's dangerous. The most dangerous thing about growing up is that when you are faced with these situations, it's a theft of your identity. Childhood trauma is not the, like to me, it's not the scars I carry. It's not the wounds. It's the fact that I couldn't be myself. And so what happens is now you're 18, 27, 36, 52, 78 years old. You've never been able to say yes. And you've never been able to say no, because all you do is placate yourself to other people for safety. It's causation and correlation. Like there is a rhyme and reason. We are the sum total of all of our experiences leading up to this moment. That means everything that's ever happened in our life informs who we are. And so if you grow up in this environment, you're not good enough. You're not strong enough. You're not capable enough. And now you're looking at your life. Why can't I show up? Well, it's actually pretty simple because you've been groomed and embedded with the notion and idea that you're not. How dare you go be successful? Remember that time you colored the sun purple? The world isn't meant for you. And the truth is what happens is you have to understand when I say we live in the matrix and when I say that you can bend reality to you instead of you to reality, it's through the scope of recognizing the simple truth that mindset is everything. But let me tell you this, in this world that you and I live in, people are always like mindset, 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 but nobody tells you what mindset actually is. But I'm going to tell you right now, because when you understand this, your life will be different forever. Mindset is very simple. What you think becomes what you speak. What you speak become your actions and your actions become your reality. And so some of you are telling things to yourself in your own head that if you said to me, I would punch you in the face and you're expecting to be successful. There's a chasm there that you must cross. And so the question always is, is, great, cool. We understand all this. It makes sense. But how do you cross it? It's very simple. You grab this thing called a pin. The greatest investment you will ever make in your life. And you take it and you write down what I'm about to tell you. And you convince yourself that this is true. I am the kind of person who is kind to myself. I am the kind of person who is kind to myself. Now, you're probably like, why does that matter? Because think about this. If what you think becomes what you speak in your actions and then your reality, if you're operating through a scope of kindness, when faced at making the decisions that determine who you are on a day-to-day basis, not only necessarily in leadership and in your business and in your career, but in your life with your family, with your kids, with your partner, with your church, with your community, then every single time you're faced with who should I be right now in this moment and you ask yourself, what would a kind person do right now? It will forever shape what you're capable of discovering about yourself. Hmm. And I think of that from the the vantage point of, you know, for ourselves, for our own healing, for our, how, how we show up in the world, but also, you know, the gift we're going to give our kids in doing that or the, the empowerment and possibility we're going to give our teams in leading them or the clients that we work with, like everyone who crosses our paths, when we approach it through that filter it's going to not just change for things for us, but for anyone that comes into contact with us. And then that cycle that you lived through, it gets, it stops with you. Like it, it gets broken and it, it's no longer. I had to take a second to just digress to 
let you know about something super exciting that's happening within the Luminary Leadership Podcast to celebrate the new season we are kicking off. So we are officially kicking off season four, which is crazy. Time is flying with an exciting opportunity for you as a potential lucky winner. So we love to do things like this because we are so grateful for you guys as listeners. We get your uh, messages and emails and you support us and we are so thankful. So from April 4th through April 15th, lovely little tax day, you can enter into a drawing to submit your most pressing business questions to me. This is one of my favorite ways to help people by answering your questions and helping you have a breakthrough. Maybe it's something, a sales strategy you're working on or an offer that you're coming up with or a problem you're having with a client or something you're facing with your team or not sure which way to pivot in your business. Whatever it is, I've been doing this for a decade and I love coaching people, but usually the only way you can have access to me for something like this is through my programs, through my masterminds. Well, you will get it for free and I will give you my breakthrough feedback and send it to you so that you can have that next level launching pad into where you're called next. So if you're ready to make some massive progress and see huge growth in your business in a quick time frame, here's your chance. So here's how you enter. All you have to do is rate and review the show in Apple Podcasts. Okay, I want to remind you too, rating the show takes like a millisecond. It's just like clicking the fifth star, right? That's boom, you've rated it. And if you're willing, and if the show has impacted you in any way, review the show. So once you've done that though, you got to take a screenshot of the review and email it to support at luminaryleadershipco.com. We have no way of knowing who left the review unless you do that part. That's it. It's so easy to rate the show. Just touch the stars, hopefully the fifth one, and then leave a review and let us know what you think of the show. It will mean so much to us, and it will help us find other great people that are seeking to get this knowledge and this wisdom and to support them fully and to support you and support this movement. So go ahead and rate and review the show to be entered to get your most pressing business question answered by me. Oh, and if you've already rated and reviewed the show, can I just say thank you? We appreciate you so much and we want you to have a chance to get this giveaway too. So just share this episode on your social and tag me at Eliz Hartke and you will also be entered into this giveaway as well. Please take advantage of this. This is a thousand plus dollar value. This is something that I typically do in breakthrough calls and I charge for it, but I want to do it for you because you are our inner circle, our, our homies. You've been running alongside us in this mission, and we're so, so grateful. You can find all the details of this giveaway, including when the drawing will be in the show notes. Okay, back to the show. And I'm curious your thoughts, too, knowing that so many of the people listening right now, they are entrepreneurs, and they are in positions of leadership. Can you even authentically lead when you're not willing to to do this part, like do the deep work, face this stuff. You know, I think some people think I can outwork my thoughts. I can outwork my, you know, the things that I should be healing, but I can just, I can keep powering through. Can you? Uh, Good luck. Yeah. I tried it. I tried it for a long time. I mean, that was my teens. That was my twenties. I mean, I've led hundreds of people in my life. Even now between my three businesses, I've run over, I lead over 50 people. And, and I'll tell you right now, my teams are more aligned today than they've ever been because I did the work because it wasn't about shortcuts and it wasn't about hiding. My teams know exactly what I do. They know exactly how I lead. They know exactly what the expectations are. And I lead from the front. 
And I take on all responsibility for every mistake made in all of the businesses and all of the victories go to them because my job is very simple. It's to get to the goal. That's it. And, and, and to me, it starts with this understanding that, and you asked a question about authenticity. So my friend, Gary Brecka said something, he's one of the most brilliant human beings I've ever met in my life. He might be like the smartest person I've ever met. And we were chatting one day and he's like, do you know what the number one vibration frequency of the human experience is? I go, um, no, it's just such a weird question, but he's like that kind of guy. And that's why I love him. He goes, it's authenticity. People mm. vibe with it, literally vibe with it in a way, unlike anything else, that spidey sense, that gut reaction we have, you know, that feeling when you're like in a situation or environment or around people, when you're like, whoa, this is not copacetic. It's because they lack authenticity. We can feel it in a literal physical way. Think about, no, seriously, think about right now, a situation you've been in where you didn't follow your gut, where it turned out that person was shady mm. and you were like, ah, oh, damn it. I knew it. I knew it the whole time because they weren't vibing on authenticity. And so when you're not showing up authentic because you haven't done the work that involves being able to look in the mirror and be okay with the reflection on the other side, because you're going through the process of discovery, then the people that you expect to follow you, they're not going to because they know you're full of shit. And you don't even have to say it. They can feel it. And so here's what's really interesting to me. When, when I was young and in these leadership roles and running these businesses and putting myself in a position to be successful, the reason why I was great at making money, but everything else was a disaster because I wasn't being me. I was terrified to be myself. And that comes back to where we started this conversation. Everybody's always worried about what everybody thinks about them. Like if you're not being polarizing to some extent, you probably have nothing of value to say. I really believe that. And, and that's not to be crass or rude, but like, come on, if you're just always trying to make everybody happy, good. Like that's the dumbest thing of all time. I know right now, Elizabeth, somebody's listening. There's like, I hate that guy. And that has nothing to do with me. And the people around me know that I'm going to show up as me every single day, no matter what. And that builds a pillar for success. But most people don't even know how to get to that place. They're like, authenticity, sure, but you're talking about no identity. So how do I kind of marry those two things? And it actually truly starts with understanding your values. If you can't name what you stand for, good luck. Because here's the truth about it. About Eight years ago, I was listening to a pod. They weren't even called podcasts back then. They were like audio programs. I was listening <laughs> to this thing on the internet streaming. And this guy was talking about values. And I was like, I've never heard that word in my life. I have no idea what you mean. What does this mean for me? And he starts laying out his values. And I was like, oh my God, I've never thought about this before. What do I stand for? And so I literally went to dictionary.com. And I just started typing in words that I thought were representative of who I am. And then I went a step further and I started defining the words. And fast forward a whole bunch of years later, this is actually one of the very first parts of the workshop people go through with me because 99% of people, literally 99% of people have no idea what their values are. And so mine are very simple, honesty, kindness, leadership, self-actualization, and no excuses. So that means every single thing that has to filter through for me to step into authenticity must first pass through those like a filter. 
And that way, when I make choices and decisions about my life, I never have to worry about being inauthentic because I'll give you a great example. Let's say you hit me up and you're like, Hey, I want you to come on my podcast. And I go check out what your vibe is, Elizabeth. And I show up and I do it, even though I'm like, Oh, I don't like this person. I don't like what they stand for. I don't like what they represent in the marketplace. And I do that anyway. I've immediately broken my values. I've placated myself to be in your view because I believe somehow that's going to matter. And then I've also put myself in this position of being inauthentic. And so if you can start with recognizing and understanding your values first and foremost, then that helps create this waterfall to go into what's next to build authenticity and self-awareness about who you are. I know it sounds weird and people are like, well, what do those five words really mean? But it, it truly is about having the ability to recognize that those values also actually, and this is what's fascinating, those values also overlap with the values of your brands. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy. When I go look at my companies, our values are in sync because if you're going to lead, but your companies all have different, like if your value is money in your company, you've already lost. Right. And so you've got to get super clear about who it is that you are because that representation of self is going to trickle down into every other aspect of your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. Because this is something that we talk a lot about within our company with our clients is uh, people will have one set of values at home for their family and then a different set of values within their company. And it's there's no congruence there. And no wonder they feel out of alignment because they're not living in integrity with what they believe to be true. They're trying to compartmentalize and say, oh, what will the market find attractive? And those will be the values that I lead with, even though it's not truly who we are. And ultimately it leads, leads to the demise. It either d- leads to the demise of the entrepreneur because they who the heck wants to live out of in- integrity with who they are, or it leads to the demise of the business because it's not in alignment with the, the engine that's running it. Uh, I would love to just, I'm trying to anticipate in my brain, Michael, the people, the questions that people might be thinking as they're listening to this and coming to the realization of like, okay, I need to do something to start to heal. I need to, I need to work through this. And I think the, the trap that a lot of entrepreneurs fall into is they know that there's another level for them. They want more success. They want a, uh, more fulfillment, whatever it is they want. They want growth. And they keep plugging forward, but eventually they kind of hit this plateau or this ceiling. I picture it more of like a ceiling because I've walked through it. I feel literally like I'm trying to use my head to bust through this thing that I just can't get through. And I'll lean on things like strategies or tactics or, oh, I just need a better business coach or I just need to you know, bring on more clients and we need more profit. Whatever it is I convince myself of, that's not true. When in reality, it's me. It's, a, it's an internal job that needs to be worked on. My next level is on the other side of me getting real and facing the elements of me that I haven't grown through, that I haven't let go of, that, ha- that are hurting me, um, that are haunting me. I think there are probably going to be some people coming to that realization of like, oh my God, I'm, I'm my, my own ceiling. I need to break through this thing. Where can they start if they feel like this is something they haven't explored? And I know for many people, it's true. They haven't explored it. It hasn't even occurred to them because maybe they hadn't lived through something so obvious with so many reminders like you had. Maybe it's smaller things like the purple sun, right? Like like the little things along the way that told, you know, told us who we were, even though it wasn't true. Um, or the things we walked through or the rejections that we faced or the just life, like shit happens and it's hard. Where can they start? Where do they begin this process for their own benefit yeah. and knowing that it's it's how they will achieve the growth that they're seeking? 
Yeah. Let me ask you a question. And and it's very simple. Just a yes or no will really help me. Do you have things happen in your life that keep you awake at night? Hell yes. That's where you start. And, and the reason why you start there is because those things that keep you awake at night, those are the things that you know you have to face that you've been putting off. Hmm. Because until you can clear that, you cannot go to what's next. And so if you're like, oh my God, every single night I go to bed, I'm like, I need to quit this job, build this business, leave that relationship, ask that person out on a date, go write that book, hit that gym, whatever that thing is. If you are letting yourself down to the point, and I mean this, you're letting yourself down to the point in which you are taking it so easy on yourself by not facing your fears, nothing in your life's going to be different. That was me for the first 26 years of my life, constantly, always hiding from the truth. And it wasn't until I faced that truth, because look, you've got to be able to go look in the mirror. And if you're not facing the truth of your reality, which this is where it starts, it's called acknowledgement. People tell you all the time about acknowledgement. I'm not saying anything new there, but what I am saying is if with acknowledgement, because like, look, it's funny because we lie to ourselves, right? You're like, oh yeah, I acknowledge that I need to do this. And then you take your ass to bed every night and you're like, tomorrow. Well, guess what? Tomorrow is going to run out one day. And you're not going to get that tomorrow. And your ass is going to die. And here's what terrifies me. My, My biggest fear is very simple. People ask me all the time, they're like, what are you scared of? I'm scared of one thing, literally one thing. And that is that on my deathbed, at that last gas, that like right before it's over, that the word regret will come into my head about anything. Because if that happens to you, that's a life unlived. And that to me is the biggest waste of time. Because the truth is like the the greatness that we want, that we chase, it's fucking right here. Like it is right here waiting for you, but it's not going to come without you reaching for it. And, and the truth is, again, there's nobody coming to rescue you. There is no Disney moment. This idea that you're like, oh, magically, my life's going to be better ain't real. You're lying to yourself. It's going to suck and you're going to struggle and you're going to make hard decisions that you wish you didn't have to. But the only way you're going to get to the other side is to walk through the darkness. And so much about that starts with that thing that keeps you awake at night. And if you're not willing to face your fear, then nothing in your life is going to be different. So you get a, you guess what? Here's the truth about it. Stop complaining. Stop complaining. Because if you're not willing to face the fear, I have no sympathy or empathy for you. And I know that's such a hard thing for people to hear. And they're like, aren't you a trauma coach? Yep. And the truth is you have to be willing to show up for yourself. That's where this all starts. And you've got to be willing to walk through the, because I promise you, like the hardest decisions I've ever had to make in my life, I've changed it forever, forever. I wouldn't be here without making crippling hard decisions that broke me down as a human being, like decisions about taking people out of my life, people I'd known for a decade, decisions about moving and living in the world and traveling 12 countries and writing my first book and, and, and coaching people and having a top 100 podcast and investing in myself and having people in my life who speak into me all have come through the most incredibly difficult decisions. And it starts with that, that thought that keeps you awake at night. 
Because until you address that, therapy ain't going to help you. I'm sorry. I know that's a weird thing for me to say, but it's true. I used to go to my, I used to go to my therapist, pay this fool hundreds of dollars and tell him what I thought he wanted to hear (laughs) because I wasn't addressing the thing that I needed to address. And that was facing my fear of telling the truth about my story so I could heal. Hmm. Nothing's going to be different until you make things different. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So there are two things. One, I think something that's helped me is set, like you said, you know, you are going to struggle. It is going to be hard. It has helped me immensely setting the expectation that that is a part of life. That is a part of the journey and part of growth. I think sometimes we're so conditioned to aim for the ideal that when we struggle, when we have to make sacrifices, when it feels really hard, we immediately fight against it. And we're like, how do we just make this go away? Instead of not welcoming it in like we're looking for it, but under like, oh, there it is. Okay, how are we going to face this? What is what's going on here? This is a this is a an engine check light coming on and telling me something. Once you set that expectation as a part of being a leader, as a part of being a human on a journey towards growth, you alleviate some of that pressure of like, it's always got to be perfect or there aren't going to be seasons where I, I do feel like I'm underwater and I have to figure out how to get catch a breath. So one is that expectation. And two, I would love for you to speak about, you know, the idea of when people start to face this, what they can expect to follow it. Like, let's say there are people listening who haven't explored this yet. Mm-hmm. What what can be uh, become available to them and what can their life open up to if they are open to this? Great question. Um, so first, look, I think Bruce Lee said it probably better than anyone who's ever lived. So don't ask for an easy life. Instead, ask for the tools to deal with a life that is hard. Whatever you think this easy thing is, whatever it is that you think you see in the world is lies. I promise you, because look, I'm mentored by billionaires for real, like real, like real billionaires with real problems. It's amazing. You watch them and you watch them struggle. And, but, but I always look at them and I go, they're just simply a step in front of me. So they're going to where I want to go. And so if I can just walk in that path, like eventually I'll find out where I'm going. And, and the truth is like, nobody has got it easy. Whether you're, you know, the silver spoon kid, or if you're a kid from the hood with nothing and an orphan in the world like me, it's hard for everybody. And so instead of, you know, that's where that that competition of of ideas about the world come into play that cripple you, because people are always looking and they're going, oh, that guy has it so easy. No, they don't. I promise you. I promise you, they don't, because that's not how life works. And and when you step into this, look on the outside of it, I think you have to have massive, massive, massive clarity about what you want. It's like this. If, if I gave you an assignment, I said, drive from New York City to San Francisco, but you don't get a GPS, a compass, a roadmap, street signs, nothing. Do you think you would make it? I'm going to go with no. Very unlikely. The truth is without massive clarity, without knowing where you're going, you're not going to get there. And so it starts with defining the person that you want to be. I today, literally sitting here, having this conversation with you, I'm a realization of an idea of the person I thought I could be. That's it. I grabbed this pen. I started writing down everything that I want in my life. I said, who do I want to be? I want to be an award-winning speaker. I want to write a best-selling book. I want to have one of the best podcasts in the world. I want to be physically in shape. 
I want to go to bed at night without having things that keep me awake. I want to invest in myself. I want to show up every single day authentically. I want to lead from the front and be a person willing to have conversations no one else will have. I want to rekindle the relationship with my brothers and my siblings. I want to do all these things. And so it's with that clarity, I do all of them. That's literally my life every single day. All of it. Because I sat down, I said, this is what I want. And, you know, it's really funny. I was living in, I was living in uh, Asia at one point. And when I started writing my first book, uh, nobody from where I grew up had a passport. Are you kidding me? I, I remember somebody made fun of me one time because I was like, I'm going to travel the world. And they're like, okay, good luck. And that's nothing to do with me. I'm going to figure it out. And so I said, all right, I'm going to go live in Asia. And so I lived in Asia and I wrote my first book and I lived on beaches and drank coconuts and hung out with people and practiced martial arts. And it was great. And as I was writing my book, somebody was like, oh, how are you going to write a book? Like you don't even have a high school diploma. I was like, so I don't think Shakespeare did either. Like, what's your point? And we hold ourselves to this idea that we can't be us because we don't have the thing. So as you're in this journey, what I hope that you will discover is the truth that you don't need whatever that thing is. All you need to do is take action. All you need to do is move towards the goals that you have defined in your life. And in time, patience, please. You have to have massive patience because whatever you think you're going to do is going to take you a thousand times longer to do it than you thought. Really, it truly is. And, and in that, one of the greatest things is that if you can adopt the understanding that you're just learning in this process and the things that you're attempting in life all require iteration and, and who you are today as you 1.0 is not going to be who you are tomorrow. And, and if you can recognize that, if you can continue down the path every single day, that on a long enough timeline, whatever that is for you, you can have everything that you want in your life. Now, look, I'll be very clear. I'm nowhere close. Like, I'm not even in the the fucking ballpark of the life I want to have yet. Like, I don't even think I put on the shoes yet, right? And I go, my life is 37 years away. And that's a little trick I play on myself. I go, my goals are 37 years away. And so I better show up today because I might not wake up tomorrow. And in five years, if I'm so lucky, those goals, they'll still be 37 years away. Because it's about the continuation. Because it's weird to me. Like every time I've hit something as a milestone in my life, I'm like, great, what's next? And so the, the thing that you have to keep in mind is you can choose the direction. This is really a choose your own adventure kind of life. Like whatever has been laid out in front of you, those obstacles that you have to face, they will make your life better. But I, I want to go a little bit more pointed in here because I want to tell people something practical. I think about all of the aspects of our life in terms of this an acronym that I came up with one day. It's TEAM, Time, Effort, Energy, Money, T-E-E-M. And I thought to myself, what does it really, really, truly require to change your life? It requires a team. It requires time because, again, it's going to take you a lot longer than you think it is. It's going to require effort because, again, it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be harder than whatever you think you're about to get into. I promise you it's going to be way more difficult. So you might as well just get super comfortable with that. And it's going to take energy because, look, it requires that. It requires you having a pointed focus and putting energy in every single day. And a lot of times it's going to take money. Now, it may take one, but chances are it's going to take all four. 
And when you're willing to be okay with that and that building of your team, that's personal development, that's books, that's coaches, that's listening to podcasts like this. It's taking all the things that you have access to in life, bringing them into you and then executing on what you learn immediately. Take what you learn and bring it into play today, not tomorrow, today. Like if you learn something, like add it. You're like, oh, this guy was talking about like, don't eat oranges. No one's ever said this to my knowledge. But if somebody was like, don't eat oranges, then see what happens if you don't eat an orange today. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to apply what you're learning in right. real time to shift. And, and when you understand that truth, like it's really about the decisions that you make. And so decide on the life that you want to have, because people are always like, well, how long is it going to take me to heal? And I'm like, when you come into coaching with me or you work for me or whatever, I'm like, this is the rest of your life kind of gig. You might as well buckle up because who you are today is not going to be who you are tomorrow if you're willing to continue and not be passive about your future. I am so glad you you've landed us there because I think that is the crux of this whole thing of you know, that question, like, how long is it going to take me to whatever, fill in the blank, is a limitation because it is a, it's an, it's a way of life. It, you're like making the choice that I am going to shift the pendulum and live in healing, I, that I'm going to continue to live in growth and be willing to do the hard work to do that and know that there are ebbs and flows to that. So um, I'm just so glad you you brought us there. And I want to make sure that our audience has an opportunity to connect with you, to reach out to you, to to witness your work, because this is such a powerful conversation. We have so many incredible um, conversations on the show, but I, I really saw a gap around this specific topic and you were the perfect person to fill it. So thank you for coming here and and bringing your your vulnerability and your wisdom and just really your perspective and quite frankly, kind of that kick in the ass that a lot of people need myself included sometimes of like, stop complaining, no excuses. You have to craft that life and be willing to do the hard work to get there. And sometimes it's not the stuff you want to do and set that expectation that it will take time and that it will be hard, but it will be glorious on the other side of it. So thank you for that. But where can our people come spend some time with you? Yeah. And I want to say this too, and thank you. And I appreciate the opportunity. It's been awesome. People have to understand something very, very simple because when folks will hear things like, oh, don't make excuses, they'll immediately go into victim role and say, this is my thing that happened to me that holds me back. Mm -hmm. You keep leveraging that and nothing in your life is going to be different. You've got to be willing to let go of that because you can be the victim or you can be the hero. It's super simple. Make a decision. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm, I'm everywhere on social at Michael Unbroken, um, but everything I teach is literally for free. If you just listen to the Think Unbroken podcast, go to thinkunbrokenpodcast.com or search Think Unbroken on iTunes or Spotify. Awesome. Well, we'll link to all that in the show notes so it's super easy for people to come find you and continue to learn from you. But again, thank you so much. This was beyond inspiring, but really also tactical. I feel like people are walking away with, with their next steps into the life they're actually called to live versus the one that maybe they've been leading up to this point. I hope so. Thank you. I hope today's episode gave you exactly what you needed. And if it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next juicy episode. And don't be shy. I don't bite often. So come connect with me over on Instagram at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question, a guest you want to hear on the show or an idea you have for us, just reach out and share your thoughts. 
We do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve. Thank you for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. So tune in next time to keep building that legacy and doing the work that really matters.